together. Luke chapter 2, verses 8 to verse 12. Let me read what it says. In the same region, shepherds were staying out in the fields and keeping watch at the night over their flock. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Don't be afraid, for look, I proclaim to you good news of great joy that will be for all people. Today, a Savior who is the Messiah, the Lord, was born for you in the city of David. And here's the verse. I want everybody to remember just one verse. You know, there's a lot of things you can remember this morning, but just this one verse. If you can focus on this, your Christmas will never be the same again. Verse 12, here it is. This will be the sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in clothes and lying in the feeding trough. In some verses it says, there will, be a, uh, there will be a baby that is found in swaddling clothes, according to King James Version, lying in a manger. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. Let me share with you something that happened. December 3, 20, 2012, that's last year, something happened. If, you are, if you're very keen with this, you probably will remember this. December 3, Prince William and Prince Kate of Cambridge announced that she was pregnant. They were going to have a baby boy. Remember that? And all of a sudden, the world like, ah, royal blood, right? Everybody all of a sudden became so excited about this. And then just this year, on July 22, 2013, and you see all this right there, Prince George Alexander Louis of Cambridge. I got it, all right? What a long name, all right? All talks about all the succession there. He was born on that day, 4 o'clock in the afternoon, 424, 8 pounds, 6 ounces. The whole world even got crazy. There was even more coverage in America, CBS, ABS, all kinds, all right? Even the Philippines, they were watching this, right? In other words, everybody was so excited about the coming of Prince George. There was right there, you could see, uh, there was an easel, an easel right there in the Buckingham Palace. Everybody could see it. He was right there. There were gun salutes in Bermuda, in New Zealand, in Canada. In other words, it was being shouted out. You could also see there were colors flying, the blue color, because he was a boy. There were even little coins. You can see this little coin over here, right there. Commemorative coins announcing his coming. There was even a composition of a song made just for this baby. In other words, the world was anticipating the coming of Prince George. What a festive time for the whole world to greet the coming of this prince. However, when you th I think about the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, let's compare. When Christ came into this world, there was no excitement in terms of greetings for his coming. Have you ever thought about that? Think about it. The Son of God, the Son of the Most High would come to this world and nobody even would greet him. It was so simple, it was so ordinary that when you think about this, why didn't anybody think about him? And yet, this is the greatest thing that has changed the course of history, the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. And therefore, let me share with you from these verses some things that you and I should understand. Let's go to Luke chapter 2, verse 12. It says, there will be a sign. You see the sign for the coming of Prince George? But for the coming of Christ, there will be a sign. 
and it's going to be in Bethlehem. A baby will be born. And somebody says, duh, a baby born in Bethlehem? So what is, what is supernatural about that, right? In other words, it would be just any ordinary baby. There were many babies born in Bethlehem. So people say, really? The Son of God born in Bethlehem? Big deal. Yes, folks, he came in such an ordinary place that nobody really paid attention. There will be a sign. And sometimes we're looking for a sign, but he didn't come with lots of fanfare. It was so simple that you and I should understand why it was so simple. Are you ready for this? Let me give you three points. Because I hope if you get this, then you will get the true essence of Christmas. And I hope that you leave this place no longer the same. And you'll forget about all the glitter that Christmas offers this world and compare with Christ. Number one, if you look at this verse, it says, because the world missed it. In other words, the world, the world missed it, all right? Notice what the, what the scripture says. You will find a baby. You will find a baby. What is so significant about this baby? It was an ordinary baby born to a woman. In other words, it was an infant. It was a newborn baby. And when you look at this, this baby, he just looks, looks like you and me. No different. So what is so important about this? Think about clearly. This talks about the humanity that Christ put on himself. In other words, the God of the universe was willing to become a human being? In other words, he was willing to live all his glory in heaven? Why come down here? In other words, he was willing to take on human flesh, ordinary human flesh. And when you think about that, what is so special about that? Because this very child that is going to be born will one day be your Savior and my Savior. He had to come in human flesh. 100% God, listen carefully here, not half God, 100% God, 100% men. All right? It's not half and half. Fully God and fully men found right there in that baby. What a humble way for us to see that he became a human being just because he cared for you and because he cared for me. You look at there, wow. What was so diff different about this? Can I make it simply clearly here? Because when you look at this part here, it was so natural. But what made it so special, if you're ready for this? It was his conception. He was conceived by whom? By the Holy Spirit. Through a virgin. In other words, this part here, only God could make it supernatural. Everything here, yes, was, super, was natural. Because we all go through this, the human birth. But Christ's conception was supernatural. Because only God can do this so you and I can be saved. So first of all, think about his humanity. He will find a baby. A simple little baby boy. Second, he says, you'll find this baby wrapped in swaddling clothes. What is so important about swaddling clothes? The word swaddle comes from the word like, have you seen a mummy? These like strips of cloth. They will wrap that baby's arm and legs and then torso. Why? Because many babies did not survive in the first year because of the elements. It was harsh. So in order to protect that baby, they would wrap that baby like a mummy. And that baby would be so helpless. In other words, so helpless to the point that it had to be cared for. And the very same baby shows us the helplessness of Christ when he came into this world. Why? Because later on, 
he would be brought before the guards and accusers. And right there, as he was being bound and helpless before his accusers, he will be led to the slaughter like a lamb. Helpless. Why? Because he was willing to be helpless for your sake and my sake and take the penalty for your sins and mine. So think about the helplessness of Christ. He chose to be helpless that you and I may be made alive and free. Somebody had to pay the price. He became a human being and became helpless. Let me give you the third point here because the very same verse. You might be surprised about this. Hopefully you'll see this verse and not look at it as an ordinary verse. Lying in a manger. Folks, have you ever been to a barn? Have you been to the state fair, right? They had all these animals over there, right? That's just a little glimpse of what a barn could be. What are barns or mangers or stables? They were stinky, right? They were dark. They were dirty. had all the manure. Everything that you would like to be in. And yet, that was the place where Christ was to be born. What does it show us? It shows us the humility of Christ. Humility of God. In other words, he was willing to say, I'm going to allow my son to come to this world. No fanfare. No angels around. No choirs. But right there, a feeding trough that all the animals would be feeding from. Christ would be born. Think about this. You talk about royal blood. He's more than that. He's the son of God. And why would he choose to be born in a manger? Such humility for him to do this. He deserves more than that. But folks, remember this. When he left this world, he didn't own anything. They were poor. And so let's not flaunt our material things in this world because that was not an example that Christ reflected for us. He took on a humble means to show us what it means to be needing of a Savior. So when you think about this, think about this verse. Think about what it took for God to condescend to where we are. In other words, what it took for God with all his glory. Everything belongs to him and he's willing to leave heaven to come down. That is condescension. Have you ever thought somebody like this? Would you think Prince George would do that? The God of the universe was willing to step down. Second, it also shows us that this world was not interested with Jesus Christ. And by the way, that's even happening today. Am I correct? Today, the world doesn't care about Christ. They just want all this stuff and gifts. Food, parties. It was a dark world, and this world didn't care about the Lord Jesus Christ, even when he came. And if he comes today, it will still be the same. Why? Because all that we think about is ourselves, and that is the problem. We're all sinful, self-centered people. I am. Ask my wife. She knows that. Oh, pastor, you're not self Oh, I'm self-centered. I want to be cared for. God had to change me. What else I see from this? I see the simplicity of the gospel. God came to save us from our sins. That's so simple that we need to understand that. But notice carefully, when Christ came, it also foreshadowed the coming of the cross. Remember when he was a baby, probably, as he was growing up with his dad, Joseph, a carpenter? And maybe they were working so hard the whole day. And as he was learning the trade, you know, in the late in the afternoon as the sun was about to set, you could see Jesus Christ coming right to the door because of a whole day long. And they were like, carpenter, you can see him like kind of stretched like this. And as he was stretching, you could see Joseph looking at the shadow cast that, as Christ was just stretching out his arms. And probably saying, yes, I know. 
one of these days, he would give his life for you and for me. That's why he came. He came to be born, but eventually gave his life for you and for me. That was the foreshadowing of the cross. And think about this carefully. If you and I think that the world needs education, God would have sent us a teacher, right? If education was the answer for the world's problem, he would have sent a teacher. If you think that money is the answer for this world's problem, he could have sent a banker. If you think that armies can change this world, he should have sent a general. But because God knew that you and I needed a savior because of our sins, he sent us the Lord Jesus Christ to die for you and for me. He sent a savior. You need to understand the meaning of Christmas. That is what it's all about. And if you and I cannot see this, then you're going to miss the whole point of Christmas, year after year after year. And if I were you, I would come to the manger. Why? Because you should be able to see yourself and myself. Let's follow. Every time you see the manger scene, you better start seeing yourself. You're a young woman today. Remember Mary. Mary, she was young. But yet she was willing to be an instrument of the Lord. So you can see yourself at the manger that God can use you as a young woman. Maybe you're a young man, like Pastor Chris. Young, and you say, God, can you use me? And yet when you see this young man, he had such faith to believe that God could use him and Mary for a purpose. Maybe somebody says, well, you know what, Pastor, I'm growing old. Do I see myself in the manger? Oh, sure. Remember Anna? Anna was a prophetess, and she was waiting for the coming of the Lord. Oh, you may be like an old man like me, all right? Starting to have all this pain. Do I see myself in the manger? Oh, sure you can. Remember Simeon? He was waiting for the consolation of Israel. They were waiting for somebody that would deliver them. Oh, I think everybody will see this themselves on the next part here in the manger scene. Remember the shepherds? Oh, the shepherds represented everyone who worked for a living. Now, how many of you work for a living here today? I guess, or some of you are probably unemployed or looking for one. Or you're working. See yourself with the shepherds. The shepherds were the working class. They were there at the manger scene because they needed a savior. Uh, maybe somebody says, well, you know what? I'm not represented there. Maybe one of those wise guys. You may not know where I'm going with this. Highly educated. Maybe had all the social status in life, right? Find yourself in the wise men. They were a diverse group coming from different places. And they came to worship the Lord Jesus Christ. They saw themselves at the manger. Let me ask you, do you see yourself at the manger today? Because if you don't, then you're going to miss the part of what Christmas is all about. And I pray that you will not be like the song says. There is no room in my heart for you? Or is there room in my heart for you? Maybe right now you're filled with worry and struggles today. Right in the main, you can say, okay, Lord, I've got some struggles, right? I'm worried about what the next year would be. And by the way, you're no longer safe today. Even in schools, your kids are not safe. You know that, right? You're trying to protect them. When you get out here, somebody can shoot you, even in the mall. You're worried. Remember this, the Bible says, fear not, for I am with you, says the Lord. Maybe you're doubting about what the future might look like, or even your life. You're doubting if you can become anybody. Remember this, you can renew your faith, because even 
the people all this time were wondering if any good can come out from this place. God can renew our doubts and give us faith in him. I'm saying, I'm saying renew our faith, not renew our doubts, but renew our faith. What else? Maybe right now you're filled with guilt. It's almost the end of the year. What have you done for the Lord? Maybe you've done certain things that are haunting you right now. The Bible tells us that God offers us forgiveness through the Lord Jesus Christ. He can cover our sins, our multitude of sins, if we're just willing to accept his forgiveness. And maybe some of you here this morning are resentful. There's some pain, maybe relationships right now that are not going well. Maybe in your job, your family, people in your neighborhood, you're just resenting that things have haven't happened the way they needs to be. But remember this, the Bible tells us, peace on earth, goodwill towards men. Isn't that a beautiful message when you think about Christmas? That whatever you need might be that God can meet it even on the manger, eventually at the cross. See, God wants to give us the best gift this Christmas. And who would that be? A baby born in a manger that was wrapped in a swaddling cloth who eventually died for your sins and my sins because our sins had to be paid with only to someone who was sinless that would come from God, Jesus Christ. Well, let me end with this story. There was a guy by the name of William, another William here, William Sperling, all right? He was a seventh grade boy. This young boy was tall, and somehow he was a little bit slow mentally. However, the, the teacher had a Christmas play, and so he was giving people parts. William wanted to become a shepherd, but the teacher said, you know what? I think he would fit better as an innkeeper, like a, a big, tall, mean innkeeper. So the boy took that part. His name is William. And so when the, when the presentation came and, and somebody was knocking at the door, William stood there and he gave his line. There is no room in my inn. Go away. That's all he had to say. And that's what he did. However, when Joseph was about to leave, he came back and he knocks again a second time. And William, for, 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 for one moment, he just paused. like He didn't know what to say because Joseph came back and knocked again like, and somebody at the back says, be gone, be gone. He was like, he was startled. But then the next thing he said, uh, there's no room in my inn, but you can have my bed. <laughs> and I will sleep in the shed. You can see the teacher said, oh no, the whole, the whole Christmas story is, is ruined. But then for one moment, the teacher said, that young boy truly understood the meaning of making room for Christ in our lives. Folks, it's Christmas. Let's not crowd out the many, the most important message of Christmas, which is Christ. He's knocking in our hearts today, and are we willing to open up our hearts to make room for him? Because we see in his humanity, in his helplessness, and in his humbleness that he was willing to come down that he may become a person to die for your sins and my sins. Let's pray. Let your heads are bowed and your eyes are closed. You know, I don't know where you are in terms of your relationship with Christ today. Maybe you're coming here for, for part of the celebration that will happen ne next to here. Or maybe you've been going to church for a long, long time. 
Or maybe just Christmas is some of those things that you just don't look forward to. And I understand. But this morning, we want to make sure that we will be faced with the true meaning of Christmas. And that is Jesus Christ. Christ wants to come into our life and allow us to experience what it means to have him as our Lord and our Savior. And he's knocking in your hearts, knocking to the door. He wants to come in. But are we going to make room for him? So this morning, if you would like to let Christ be your Lord and your Savior, because he wants to be here today in your life to forgive us from our sins, I'm going to ask you to say a very simple prayer. Don't say it to me. Say it to God. Say it to Jesus Christ. Because only he can save you. I cannot save you. Our church cannot save you. Only Christ can. And so I'm going to ask you to say a simple prayer. Just say it silently in your heart. And say, Jesus Christ, I want to say thank you. That you love me so much. That you're willing to leave heaven. To come into my world. Born as a human being. And to die on the cross for my sins. I want to say thank you. I don't deserve this act of love. But yet you did it for me because you love me. Jesus, please come into my life today. Come into my world today. There is room in my heart for you. Cleanse me, dear Lord. And fill me with the joy of knowing that Christ will live in me not only for today, but for the rest of my life. Thank you, Lord. And I love you. And by the way, if you're also a Christian today, if you have to know the Lord, also say with me a simple prayer that goes like this. God, thank you for sending your son into my life today. And now I know why Christmas is so meaningful to me. Not because of all the gifts and all the celebrations, but because I know the Christ of Christmas. Help me, Lord, to show your love to others because you love me so much. Help me to make even this Christmas a meaningful Christmas for those around me so I can tell them about the gift of Christ. Thank you, and we love you. Father, bless the decisions that are made here today. We thank you that even this Christmas, Lord, it can be the best Christmas because we know the Christ of Christmas. Thank you that you gave us your son to be born and then to die for our sins. And now, Lord, we know he's coming back again. And one of these days, we will be able to see you, Lord, face to face because we will see Christ. We look forward to your coming, the Lord. Come, dear Jesus, because we know. We know you as our Lord and Savior. Bless even this church, the Lord, that even through this ministry here, we can tell this world about Jesus Christ. That is our prayer. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And I pray that if you haven't found a church, you're welcome to be part of our church here. We have a place where you can grow and serve, but it's also a place where we lift up the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord bless you and thank you. Yeah, and as we are preparing for the, for the wedding time this today, I know Pastor Chris is going to come over here. I'm going to ask 
this part of our worship time. And please just be understanding with us, all right? Because we're all learning how to do this. This